Welcome, I made it. Nope, do it again. Keyword research, episode 54. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Beso, and every week I bring you step-by-step growth and only marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. So that was my weird attempt to make a pirate voice. Didn't go pretty well. (laughs) Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for being here. For today's episode, I have with me Dan Shore from EvolvingSEO.com, and we're going to talk about keyword research but advanced keyword research strategies that will help you find those hidden gems in your market to create content-based and low-competition phrases that people are searching for on Google, search engines, what have you. We're also running a contest at evolvingseo.com forward slash rebelgrowth. Go there right now if you want to learn what it is about. You'll be able to potentially win a one-on-one coaching call with me to analyze your marketing plans and your growth strategies for your business. So without any further ado, let's jump right into today's interview with Dan. I don't know why I keep doing that, really. Dan Shore, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, my pleasure. So Dan, why don't you begin by telling us how it is that you got involved with SEO? Great. Yeah, I started making websites for myself, bands I was playing in, my family in the early 2000s and kind of did that on the side while I was a musician and a teacher. And then I really got heavily into it when I started making websites more professionally for people. But I realized like design wasn't my thing. I learned a little bit of development. That wasn't really my thing. It kind of felt arduous to me. So I really gravitated towards the SEO side of things because uh, marketing was something I was always interested in. In fact, I'm staring at dozens of marketing books in front of me that I've always read for fun. And um, when I discovered that SEO was like an actual thing, that that's all you needed to do for your job, I got very intrigued with it. So around 2009, 2010, I really got more specific into into search and um, just read every book I could, um, you know, read blog posts, watched videos of people like Will Reynolds and, of course, Rand for Moz, started attending conferences and just really got heavily into it and phased into it full time through probably 2010 through 2012. What do you find the most interesting about it? To me, it's really multifaceted where a lot of other things, they're, they might be just analytical or just creative or... Um, you know, just problem solving. Whereas search has elements of so many different things. It's creative, it's right brain, it's left brain, it's psychology, it's marketing, uh, it's technical. So to me, for somebody kind of ADD like me, where I kind of jump all over the place and I like to, you know, go from different topic to different topic, it keeps me very engaged. And uh, that's probably what drew me to it. That, and to be honest, and you probably talk to a lot of folks in the industry, everyone is just so uh, welcoming, I, found, I find, for the most part, in terms of uh, people in the search industry. So that was nice, too, because uh, it just felt like everyone was kind of um, you know, interested in what I had to say and kind of greeted me 
you know, at events and everything like that. So that certainly helps as well. Yeah, even at, at black hat forums, that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's still a weird spirit of sharing, even if it's in black hat spaces. Definitely. So uh, for today, I want to talk about keyword research specifically and give some specific tips to people, actionable tips. Um, mm -hmm. well, why, why do you think it's so important to nail keyword research? I mean, that's the heart of search. It's all keywords. That's what people are typing or talking nowadays into, the, into Google or whatever. I mean, probably Google. No one else uses any other search engines. Um, of course, you got Baidu and things in other countries. But the keywords are the heart of search. I mean, that's, it's language. It's how we communicate with one another. And it's how we communicate with the search engine. So, I mean, I think I tweeted a, a month ago, like I had kind of started an SEO project And, you know, once in a while you try to like go, you try to maybe like cut a few things out and go around the keyword research process and kind of wing it. And I realized looking back, that was really a mistake. And, uh, you know, what I tweeted was you can't, it doesn't make any sense to embark on a search project unless you begin with the keywords as a foundation. Otherwise, you have no idea what your goal is. I mean, that's like all the metrics, a lot of the metrics revolve around keywords, the strategy. So... It just really, I think, gets to the heart of search. Yes. I mean, that's what people... I mean, the thing is, about keywords is... It, you would think that people f type completely different things in, when they try to find something, but that's not the case. There's a lot of repeated words and phrases that people are searching for, and... Um, People don't really, when I talk to people that have no idea what keyword, that what SEO is or how organic traffic is or anything about this, and I try to explain that thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people type on the search bar the same, same exact word, and if you're ranking for that word, you'll get a lot of exposure, you know, a lot of attention from people. Mm -hmm. But the problem is with a lot of those... Um, popular terms or uh, he, how do you call those like head head, head keywords yeah, yep. head keywords super it's super competitive so for someone just getting started finding you know keywords that are a little less competitive um that you can still profit from it's hard so how do you go about that yeah absolutely now let me ask is your audience what kind of makes up your audience are they bloggers Uh, business owners what's kind everyone of your audience, blogs on the audience. Um, most everyone yeah everyone is blogging or is planning to start a, a blog in my audience at one point or another got it yeah i mean i like to divide keywords into really there's really three types of searches you can have commercial informational and navigational and there's kind of different synonyms for those but the reason i like to break that out is because if we're talking about your audience being uh, a lot of bloggers For the most part, we're talking about informational keywords. This well, is keep yep. in mind that sorry to for, for interrupting you. A lot of people are not necessarily bloggers, but they mm -hmm. do blog in order to promote their business. Maybe they they have a local business, but they do blog because they want some exposure. Um, or some people just have an online business and they blog to promote their online product, information product, software, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So they're using content as uh, a means for acquiring traffic exactly. to help promote their site. Yeah. So let, let's talk about it from the point of view of informational keywords. So I think you asked, how do they go about finding 
uh, keywords that they could target. And there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, you know, the, the, the basic, I mean, the, a good place to begin is just if you're the expert on your topic, I honestly will begin with just a, a massive brain dump, like just open up a blank Google Doc and just make a, a big giant list of a lot of the first things that come to mind. Uh, you'll be very surprised to uncover things in that kind of brainstorming process that maybe, you know, they didn't surface while you were trying to force keywords out. So that's kind of the first step is always just, you know, I have a thing that I call the word map and I make this in an Excel spreadsheet. And this is where I take all the different facets of the industry I'm working on and maybe create different rows or columns. And I kind of will figure out what the synonyms are, what the different topic areas are. And it's a great way to kind of wrap your head around just the, the space of the topic that's being talked about. But aside from just the brainstorming process, a great place to go is maybe competitors or similar websites. So I'm going to try to... Uh, to give a few little tricks and like very specific actionable tips that your listeners can, can utilize. So it's not all just theory, so they can actually go and try some of these things. Yeah, go ahead. So um, one, one useful tip is to find your competitors' websites or sites that are talking about similar topics and then run those through different tools. So take a competitor website, for example, and run it through the Google um, AdWords Keyword Planner. So you know how they have the landing page um, report or the, 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 the part where you can put your landing page in the keyword planner? Uh, you would drop that into there and then Google's gonna tell you all the keywords that they think are relevant to that competitor's page. So if the competitor has a piece of content uh, or maybe some blog posts, you could put those in the keyword tool and see what shows up for those. Um, it will often uncover keywords that you may have not thought of. Uh, another method for this is you could take Wikipedia pages that are on that are about kind of the industry or the topic and put those in the AdWords keyword planner as well. And uh, this is kind of interesting because we think of Wikipedia as a place that's very authoritative on kind of the topic. And so um, what Google comes up with is often going to be very interesting. And I've discovered a lot of uh, uh, great content topics from doing something like that. Uh, the other thing when you're using the keyword planner is make sure to play with the filters a little bit because if you um, let kind of everything come through, you're going to get commercial keywords, informational keywords. So one great way to weed out commercial keywords is to set your average bid at a very low amount. So like let's say something below $2 per click. Um, that's kind of where I begin anyways. So when you think about it, commercial keywords are the ones that people are willing to pay for. Yes. Because they know that they can make money off of, you know, or hopefully make money off of getting clicks from those. So if you think about it, the keywords that aren't being bid on really as much are probably more informational and great content keywords because they are not being bid on. So you can set those filters and that's going to uncover more keywords that might not have you know, come across the tool uh, had you just kind of let everything come through the filter. Commercial keywords would typically be harder to rank for. Yeah. Um, of course, it's relative to the, co the competitiveness of the industry or the product or the service. But in general, yeah, they're going to be a little bit harder to rank for. Um, so I can give a few more tips for coming up with content keywords. Um, there's a great tool called SEMrush. I'm, through, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. Yes. There's a similar thing you can do in there where you can take your competitor's site, 
You put it in the SEM rush, and of course it's gonna give you a lot of list of keywords, but the magic again is really in the filtering process. So let's say um, I'm running a blog about um, landscaping, a gardening, things like that. And I know of a similar website that has a blog about gardening. And I know that that website might have a higher authority, they might be ranking well, they might be doing really good, well with content. I'm gonna take that competitor website, put it in an SEM rush, and then what I'm gonna do is filter everything. So I wanna see what's ranking on page one or two for that competitor. I don't wanna see anything else. I wanna see where are they already ranking because what I can then do is look at all of the keywords for the content that's ranking well for them. And a lot of the times that's gonna be content ideas that I could use because if this is a competitor and they're ranking well for that, and often what I'll do is I'll, I'll try to run a filter to show only blog posts. So like if the competitor, if their blog post is at slash blog slash post name, then I'll put blog as a filter in SEMrush and I'll say, show me all the blog posts that are ranking on page one or two in Google for this competitor. And mm -hmm. so many times that turns up um, content ideas. And the reason why this works is because if you know you're at a similar authority level or quality level as this competitor and they're ranking for all this content, if you can create content that's better than their content, you're kind of, you know, just, you're kind of, you're kind of they've, they've vetted that keyword for you yeah. um, to show that they could rank for that. And then you're going to come in and say, okay, I can do better than that and create content that's better than theirs. Maybe their content is old, maybe it's broken, maybe it hasn't been updated and then you can come in and create something even better. Yeah, maybe you can promote it more, get some more links for mentions or social shares, uh, get more people visiting that page specifically, make it longer. Yeah. Exactly. That's yep. that's very good, man. That's that's actually a very good one. Awesome. Yeah, another another great area to so what I try to look for when coming up with content ideas to talk about. Now, this applies for me like I do SEO, so I do SEO for other websites where I'm not as familiar in the industry. So one thing I'm trying to do is how do I hack my brain to like feel like I'm an expert in that industry as quickly as possible? And one way to do that is look at conference websites. Because if you think of, and this works of course in, in industries where they're doing conferences, which is a lot of them, but let's say you're looking at like the mobile phone industry uh, or the mobile industry. Um, there's a lot of lingo. There's a lot of jargon in that. But if you, chances are what they're talking about at the most recent conferences is going to be the most cutting edge, the most current, the most top of mind, the most important topics. Right. So one thing that I'll do is go to the conference websites. Maybe I'll run the conference um, agenda page through the keyword tool. Maybe I'll run that through a, a word cloud generator and it's gonna pull out all the top keywords that are appearing on those pages. Um, maybe I can, maybe I'll even just crawl the conference website with a tool like Screaming Frog and then look at all the titles and what are the words that are being used commonly. Um, I'll run that through SEMrush and see if it's ranking for something. So there's a lot of ways to circumvent having to be an expert. And what I recommend is to try to think of where are all the expert sources in that industry. So back to gardening, if you're doing a gardening blog, what are all the expert places online about gardening that are writing about informational keywords? You know, is it a gardening magazine? Maybe it's a gardening section inside the Huffington Post. 
maybe it's the Wikipedia part about gardening. So I would try to find where are those export, expert uh, places and then use tools to get them to pull the keywords out for you. That's kind of the, the, uh, you know, the mindset of that process. Tools like SEMrush? Yeah, SEMrush. Um, uh, of course, I mentioned the Keyword Planner a bunch of times, uh, the, the, the word cloud generators. Um, I'm trying to think of some others as well. But it's really any tool that looks at a piece of content and tries to pull out what the topic is for you or pull out what keywords are being repeated. Now, um, yep. Now, why, why do you think the, the Keyword Planner doesn't just show you all the keywords related to your industry? in one search? Why do you have to That's go good, out and, and, and you know find other sources? That's a great question. I think it's because, like, I want to throw out a statistic, and I, I hope the statistic still holds water. It's something that I heard uh, at least maybe a year or two ago, and that is that it's something like 80% of searches on the web are totally unique. So they never happen again. So we talked about head keywords. Those are the keywords that people are searching over and over and over and over again. There's so much more volume in the mid and long tail. Uh, the, the searches that are totally unique or maybe they are about a current event and they never happen again, that's a lot. So Keyword Planner is going to show you mostly head terms, some mid tail and tiny bits of long tail keywords. But the Keyword Planner doesn't do a great job at digging up the mid and the long tail. And it also doesn't do a good job at, at jumping tangents of topics. So like if I type in web marketing into the keyword planner, it's not going to come back to me with SEO necessarily, right. which is kind of like a parallel related topic. It's going it's to use more language. It's going to say web marketing service. Um, and those kind of relate. Like it's going to give me a lot of keywords that have the seed word in it. And it's not as smart I don't perceive it to be as smart as like Google search engine. As we all know, Google search engine gets those semantics. Like it understands that SEO and web marketing have a relationship to one another. Whereas the AdWords keyword planner really doesn't do that. So that's one reason I look to other tools to try to make those connections. Um, because I think that's where it gets really interesting, where you can uncover a lot of keywords that have opportunity. Um, I'm trying to think of an example I can give you of like a recent. Okay, so we had a we had somebody come to us for a small project. He's in the um, kind of the weight loss space, uh, but what he does is he approaches weight loss with more of a, a psychological approach. So he's not teaching people, you know, the top ten exercises uh, to lose weight or to build muscle mass or anything like that. He's approaching it with more of a psychological aspect. Um, so what's interesting there is you can look at the keyword weight loss, right? And then you're going to get, if you plug that into AdWords, you're going to get how to lose weight, um, weight loss fast, and all those kinds of things that are like somewhat related, but they all have like, a, like the word weight in it or loss. Um, but the interesting thing is, is when we did research, we found, for example, a keyword self-sabotage, which is, that's never going to come up in the AdWords keyword tool as hard as you try. Um, when plugging in weight loss or even their domain name. It's just never going to come up. Yet self-sabotage is a completely relevant keyword because people searching for that, they realize that they are self-sabotaging their health or their weight loss or their exercise routine. And so that's an instance where we're relying on 
um, maybe looking at competitors or looking at tools. Or of course, we've got keywordtool.io, which is a search suggest tool. Um, all these things to try to help us get out of the box of just weight loss, how to lose weight, lose weight quickly, because we're trying to get out of that circular trap. Uh, so yeah, that's really what we're trying to do is find like, what are those tangent keywords that aren't going to come up in the AdWords tool? Now, this is for, for instances where you would type like the general keyword and then try to find uh, additional keywords. But what if you type in that exact keyword, um, self-sabotage in the, uh, in the keyword planner, will it, will it tell you how many searches does it get? Yeah, so you're going to get one of the best uses of Keyword Planner for me, to be honest, is the metrics. So once I have a list of keywords or a seed keyword, I want to know what search volume is on it. So, of course, plugging in the AdWords Keyword Planner, that's the only source of that data. Like any tool that gives you search volume, they're just getting it from, from AdWords. So that's a, yeah, once we know the keyword we want to go after, then we can get search volume. Of course, you've got um, the... Uh, PPC data around that too, the average bid, um, and you could uh, you can get some like you, there's ways to like figure out how much traffic you might get from that keyword if you ranked well for it. Um, but yeah, the metrics are very valuable in the keyword planner. Now, one thing that I like to do, I don't know if if this is something that you would recommend doing or not, but I look at like uh, books on or eBooks on Amazon and try mm -hmm. to find uh, titles and subtitles. Uh, and maybe the jargon that they're using on the first paragraphs and or whatever or the description of the of the um of the chapters mm -hmm. and I try to find keywords related to that and that's the way that it's i mean I've, it's being helpful in some spaces in some industries yep yeah that's i don't know I originally heard that idea from Pat Flynn. Uh, in a video he did a few years ago. I don't know if that's that's how you got that or came came across it separately. Um, that's a common thing, yeah, because you're going to get things in books that just aren't online. So that's very common. Search the topic in Amazon, find the books that are ranking for that, click look inside, and look at the different chapter titles. That's that's another method as well. Absolutely. And um, what about, about alternatives to Keyword Planner? Mm-hmm. So when you mean alternatives, do you mean to discover keywords yes, or to, discover, to get to discover keywords? Got it. Yeah, I mean a lot of it's a manual process for me. So I might be going between uh, keywordtool.io, running searches in Google manually, uh, looking at websites, using SEMrush, maybe using some of the Moz tools. Um, you know, a lot of it for me, I like to not rely on like a tool that claims they can do something proprietary or algorithmic. Yes. Um, I, I really like to go through a process myself of really understanding the topic in, in as deep a way possible and, um, you know, using a variety of tools and methods to get to that. And to be honest, like, I'm not super fancy when it comes to tools. I know I've mentioned a few, but a lot of it just comes down to, you know, great common sense, a persistence, to be honest. When it comes to keyword research, what I see is a lot of people just kind of giving up. Um, I tend to really dig and dig and dig and dig and dig until I'm certain that I've found, you know, uncovered things that are interesting. Um, so that's, that's a tool I would say in a way is persistence. persistence. But, uh, yeah, a lot of it's just really, uh, you know, digging as deep as you can to find what those keywords are. 
And uh, what about using related terms like um, or suggested search? That's that's what I meant. Uh, like, yep. How, how does it work? Yeah. So of course, you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know when you go to Google and you start typing, it's going to autocomplete, and it's going to suggest further keywords off of that. And what I think is interesting here is that's showing you possibly what people may have may also type when they're searching for that keyword. So. Let's say I go in there and I'm typing um, how to lose weight. It's going to suggest further long tail keywords off of that. But one little trick is a lot of people don't realize a few tricks with this actually is if you go to your search settings um, and you, uh, you turn instant results off, you can um, get 10 suggested keywords to come out of that as you're typing instead of the normal four or five. So by default, you're only going to see four keyword suggestions when you're typing, but if you turn off instant search, you'll see a 10. And I do that. I never use instant search just for the fact that I can see more keywords that way. Uh, the other thing is if you type your keyword in and then you put your cursor back towards the very far left, it's going to suggest words that could come before the words you typed. Yes. And similarly, if you put your cursor in the middle, it's going to give you words that it's going to suggest in the middle. So these are ways to like little hacks to get more out of the, the search suggest. But a tool like keywordtool.io is a free tool that is going to give you all of the search suggest words um, by typing it into their search bar. If you go to keywordtool.io, um, it could be anywhere from 100 to six to 700 keyword suggestions that's all being pulled from Google's search API. Um, now, Google's announced that they're going to be closing down their search API, so I don't know if a tool like KeywordTool.io is going to go away, but at least for now, at least today, you can go to that tool and get hundreds of keyword suggestions from there. So, But it's important to understand where they're getting that. They're getting that from Google's autocomplete API. Dan, any key takeaways that you want to pro provide? Yeah, I think just in general with keyword research, it all starts with knowing what your goal is. So I see a lot of people look at keyword research as they're hammered, you know, looking for a nail. They know there's this thing called keyword research. They know there's something magical about it. Maybe it's going to help them get traffic, but they don't know why they're doing it. So what I would recommend to everyone is know why you're doing key, keyword research. Is it for a blog post? Are you trying to figure out topics to write? Are you trying to figure out how to describe your product or service? We didn't even talk about commercial keywords, but maybe you're not... This is what I see a lot. Business owners are so in their head, they're not describing their product or service the way the consumers are thinking about it. Mm -hmm. They're talking about it from their business-centered point of view, you know, from inside the industry. So keyword research can be a great way to figure out how are your consumers actually referring to your products that you're providing. Um, so that's, you know, another thing. So just Know what your end goal looks like when you're doing keyword research. Is it content? Is it to retarget your product pages? Is it to make sure that you have enough pages talking all about your different products and services? And maybe you're just benchmarking where you're at so you can measure your rankings and your traffic over time. So I, that's what I would say. Know your goal when you're going into it. And also don't be afraid to um, you know, leverage all the tools and resources out there. There's tons of them. Um, I know there's people like Nick Eubanks has a, uh, a really great article on keyword research. Of course, uh, Brian Dean from Backlinko has some really good resources. Uh, as you mentioned before we started, 
I've got a few posts on some of the things I was talking about. And uh, also, if anyone wants to hit me up on Twitter with more keyword research questions, it's Dan underscore Shore, S-H-U-R-E. I'm always happy to answer questions on Twitter. Wonderful. Any other place would you want to send people to to check out check you out and learn more from you? Yeah, thank you for asking. So you can check out my website, evolvingseo.com. It's also the name of my uh, small SEO agency. Uh, I don't blog often, but when I do, I really try to make it mean something and be important. So, you know, if you want to check out the blog, um, there's some stuff in there. I do blog on occasion on Moz or other industry websites. Um, I'm, as I told you, I've also been doing a little Periscope, so you can check me out at Dan Shore on Periscope as well. And um, yeah, really, you can find me pretty easily anywhere online. So definitely, definitely feel free to say hello. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Take care. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dan Schur from EvolvingSEO.com. Remember that for everything mentioned in this show, you can head on over to rebelgrowth.com forward slash episode 54. You'll be able to see all of the tools that Dan and I just talked about, like SAMrush, Keyword Planner, etc. Once again, guys, thank you so much for being here. Until next week, go out, play with those tools, and keep them growing. Oh, 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 oh,